What's up, y'all? Manny Carrera, your real estate resource, and this is episode number 17 of Whiskey Wednesday Podcast Sessions, where we sit with entrepreneurs, influencers, movers, and shakers over a glass of some fine whiskey. Today, my friends, we're going to continue the Balcones weekly thing that we've been on for the last three weeks. Uh, we've been trying a lot of their different blends, and today we're going to be drinking Texas rum. Uh, I was actually warned by the owner that this is pretty strong. It's 68.5% proof. So I decided to dilute it with some water. And uh, I'm going to be joined by my special guest today. Now this gentleman is the DJ and host of one of the most popular morning shows here in El Paso. He's also on Sirius XM. I'm going to be joined today by Johnny Cage. What's up, brother? How you doing? How are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for being on the podcast. I'm really excited to have you on. You're probably one of the most famous, oh, no. uh, locally famous and well-known persons that I've had, uh, people that I've had so far on the podcast. But um, really excited to have you on, man. Um, I know that when I announced to my audience that I was going to be yeah. interviewing you, a lot of people tuned were out. Pretty <laughs> no, no, no. They were, they were actually pretty we're excited. Like, hey, we got here. <laughs> no, never mind. We'll skip two things. <laughs> No, but um, they were really excited to just have you on because obviously, you know, Johnny Cage, the name itself mm -hmm. uh, is very well known, especially your voice. Yeah. We're sitting here pre-podcast just yeah. talking and our marketing team is like, I feel like we're listening to the radio. The radio. I, know, I get that a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're literally the voice of the of El Paso. So glad to have you on, man. Thank you. So, Thank you for having so, me. Uh, you know, you're not going to be drinking today. It's actually really early today. Right? It's Tuesday. Yeah, it is. It's 3 o'clock. It's Taco um, Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it's Taco Tuesday for sure. But uh, I'm definitely drinking some uh, some pretty good whiskey. Uh, so before we dive into it, let's let's kind of pass it to you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. For those that have been living under a rock for the last uh, <laughs> couple of years, who are you and, and what do you do? I'm a, I'm a local boy. I mean, a local, local, local man here. I always see myself as local. Been uh, born and raised here from the Lower Valley. Um, I grew up literally in the Lower Valley. You know, my father's a musician. My aunt was in radio. Music's always been a huge influence in my life from my That's dad, awesome. you know, being still a musician to this day, having his own band. Um, he was always traveling in and out, whatnot. I've always been a fan of music. I knew that's something that I wanted to do. It was a calling that I had. Um, since you were little? Oh, since I was little, big time, you know? And then I kind of figured out that I didn't really know how to play instruments. You know, I could hear stuff by ear and I could play, the, my dad plays the piano and the accordion and he learned by ear. So nice. at a young age, I knew I could, you know, kind of go along with the notes on, on the keyboard as well. And, but I never really pursued it, really never called my interest. Then, um, I was 13 and I went to, I'll never forget, I went to a, a, a party and I saw a DJ and I was like, oh, that's so cool. I was just so intrigued by the turntables. And from then on, I mean, the rest is history. I started really getting into it. Going home, I noticed my grandma had a um, had a record player and there I was trying to emulate what that DJ was doing when I saw <laughs> the parties and it was never nowhere near, you know, how, you know, how it was supposed to be with a, I bought my first records when I was 13, uh, started DJing when I was 14 and then 15, I, uh, started DJing in Juarez, you know, nice. that's really, I, 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 um, I really give Juarez a lot of, uh, props for really being my first opening, my opening the doors to me. Yeah. They were the, you know, the, the, the nightlife scene over there was what really kicked it off for me. I did almost 10 years over there DJing in the what we call the cabinas. I mean, a lot of a lot of you guys don't remember what is never closed. It was like Vegas. It was 24 hours. Holy it was shit. just nonstop. So I started over there. I mean, and that's where I, I started, you know, 
meeting the right people, making the right connections, putting in work. Um, lo and behold, I mean, fast forward, not not so you know about twenty years back, twenty years ago, I met um, a person of the owner of the radio station that I work for now. Uh, I told him, hey, you know, this is who I am. He saw me at an event. He was impressed with like the stuff I played because it was I, I'm a I. I consider myself a house DJ but it's more I'm more of an open format DJ as well I can manipulate any music yeah and that's what I, I've always liked to mix I mash up all sorts of genres and he was impressed by that he's like you know what that's cool like, like, yeah, well, he's like, he's like, yeah he's like I like the way you do that so <laughs> yeah. I asked him for a job and he's like you know what I got something coming sit tight you know a couple of years later this this was literally this was at the old club 101 and this is back in you know where Plum used to be yeah well, there was nothing there. The first club there was Club 101. That was Joe Dorgan's club. Shout out to Joe Dorgan. Um, that was his, you know, the first club. And, you know, that place, everyone wanted to play there because, like, that's where all the cutting edge music was at. Uh, got a guest spot there. Um, started DJing there little little by, you know, every, you know, on off nights when the other DJs weren't playing. And um, owner comes back, does an event from the radio station, says, hey, I'm going to be doing this radio station. Why don't you, you know, try out for it? cool i was excited i'm like heck yeah you know so there was trials literally i got picked up from el paso driven to juarez and because they had their their office over there i did what we call a um an air check so basically it's pretending you're on radio like hey listen blah blah you know yeah, like yeah. I, I didn't know what the heck i was doing i was just like okay cool so you uh, had to you had to entertain yeah as be, well, as well yeah it, it was just basically going to the studio and recording my voice like it's right. what we call doing a break kind of like what we're doing right now mm-hmm. and uh I waited a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, two months. Finally, I get word back three months later. You're not good enough. Thank you, though. But, you know, we'll keep you in mind. <laughs> so I was heartbroken because I really wanted to work for this I station because this is when 104 had barely started. Um, How long ago was this? This was in, two, well, this happened in 2000, 2001. 2001. And the station didn't launch, I want to say, till like 2003, 2004. So it, it, there was a... Yeah, there um, was a period yeah. where it was just music. You know, it was just what we call automated. Um... And then uh, all of a sudden, they called me up and said, hey, you know what? We remembered you. You know, we want you to do the mix shows for us. So they wanted me to basically mix the music at, on the weekends, but I couldn't put my name. So for about two years, I mixed with no... Anonymously. Yeah, anonymously. And people are like, oh, you know, I would see the comments be, oh, what is that? Who is that? You know, what, what are they doing? And they wouldn't... And it, yeah, they, I couldn't say. You know, and back then, there was no Facebook. There was no social media we had. MySpace was barely taking off. Wow. None of that. You know, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. So... Literally, it was just by word of mouth telling people, making flowers, hey, it's me, that's me. And they're like, no, it's not. No, prove it, prove it. You know, because how could you prove it if your name's not being on the radio? Right. And um, I got offered the night spot. You know, they, they, they told me, hey, you know what? We're, we're going to do live DJs. Would you like to try nights? Absolutely. And I jumped on it, and the rest is history, you know? And fast forward to now, I mean, I've done my, my stint in clubs. I mean, I had my hand in all the big events here. Uh, been blessed to, you know, open a lot of doors for a lot of my for my friends and my family as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, just uh, anywhere I've always DJed, uh, anyone that knows me, truly knows me, knows that whatever radio show or, or event I've gone on, I've always opened the doors for my fellow DJs or my fellow, my circle that, you know, that that's come up with me as well. Right. Yeah, so it's been cool. So it's, it's definitely been a long journey. Well, it's for a journey. You, too. you know, I like we were talking a little bit before podcast and a lot of people will assume that it's an overnight thing or, oh, no. or you know, you just met the right person at the right mm-hmm. time. But your passion really came from 13 years old mm-hmm. and years of yeah. kind of eating shit. Yeah. Per se, you know, uh, 
until you really started making the right connection. So what was that like when, when you did get that call back and, you know, they told you you're going to run the morning show? You know um, what? It, it, after it, those two years, because you were eating shit for two years, yeah, right? Yeah. Anonymously. Well, it wasn't even getting the morning show. It was getting on radio, period. Okay. Because I was, I was doing mixes, but I couldn't. I, I was just, you know, basically a weekend DJ. I was right. just mixing. I wasn't talking. I couldn't, you know, I didn't even think that was in the future. Um, I knew I had it in me because I've always been the class clown. I mean, in high school, I was voted the class clown, go figure, on, on our yearbook, <laughs> uh, my senior year. And I, I knew I'm, I've always been, I, I've always, oh, I've thought, of, I think I'm pretty funny sometimes. I mean, I'm very witty. No, yeah, I know, I know the city left and right. Um, I make fun of myself all the time. And sometimes I say the wrong jokes and get me in trouble. And I'm just like, oh, shit, what did I say, you know? But honestly. And radio's yeah, live. Yeah, and ra- yeah, radio's live. And, and that was the hardest part for me is just like. I got to really like, okay, I got to pump the brakes on what to say. And before I used to be real loose lipped and, oh, and then now, you know, I think it comes with age. It's just kind of like, all right, who am I going to offend? You know? Yeah. And a lot of people are still like, oh, who cares? And they're shock jocks. And you, know, you got this DJ doing this, these guys saying this to, you know, and I'm just like, I'm thinking about the mom and pops that are the moms with their kids in the car. And I'm just like, okay, I got to chill. You know, I, gotta, yeah, yeah. You know, I see, I, I know my role, even though I don't, I don't see myself. I don't like, I always tell people and maybe it's wrong. Maybe it's not a, I'm not your kid's role model. You are. Don't put that on yeah, me. Definitely. You know. So don't get mad at what I say. You teach them right from wrong. I'll teach my son right from wrong. You know. Right. And don't put and, that responsibility on me. And in a society too, where where so much information and mm-hmm. news is oh, accessible yeah. to Absolutely. kids on iPads and and all these yeah. different apps, you know, I think parents nowadays. I don't have kids, mm-hmm. so maybe I can't talk. Maybe I can. But uh-huh. what I've seen is. I, I do see a lot of parents putting blame on oh, yeah. on what's on TV and what's on, on the radio. radio what, 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 you know, a lot of them, I've had this argument a lot. They're like, oh, well, it's because it's uh, the music. It's the video games. Well, guess what? You're the parent. Man up. You're mommy and daddy. You know, yeah. yeah, no, go up. Okay, you know what? What are you watching? What, what What's this game rated? What are you listening to? What YouTuber are you watching? Because that's what the kids are into. Right. YouTubers, you know? What are you watching? Who's, who, you know, because you can only, I get it. You can only... You can only raise your child so much, and then you're gonna have to let, unleash them into society. And 100%. hopefully, you fed them all the right information, gave them all the you know the information they needed to. Whenever those life changing decisions come, whether good or bad, they can make the right decision. Right. You know. So that's that's the way I've always seen it. Yeah, definitely. You know? <laughs> and I think just overall, over the last couple of years, things have been more accepted mm-hmm. in society, like bad words, and oh, yeah. like the bitch, and all yeah. that, and all these words that you see and hear so regularly now. Yeah. You know, so it is kind of hard for you to be so, so uh, protective mm-hmm. over what they're hearing mm-hmm. when it's just everywhere. You know, it's, it's just Absolutely. the society that we're in right now. It's, I think it's just changed so much. It is. It's out there more. Yeah. With <laughs> social media. So it's crazy what social media has really done. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, kind of talking about the journey that you had. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about how different it was back when there wasn't any social media to kind of get your name out there and your brand oh, the brand there, yeah you know and I, it I, was word of mouth how, it was. how different was that it's very different it's uh more of us you got to be your own cheerleader you got to be your own you got to believe in yourself you know yeah. and i've i uh a lot of you know i always tell people like oh teach me how to dj i get a lot of that how teach me how to dj teach me how you can teach a person to dj you know but if you don't have that passion for music which i did like it was I listened to the crap the radio was playing here. Yeah. And I'm not going to name no radio say I'm not here to, you know, I'm just like, I didn't like what they played. I mean, I knew yeah. there was other stuff out there. I had heard uh, house and dance music for, since I was young and I was just like, oh man, this is something I like. Don't get me wrong. I liked like rap and everything, but I was always associating more. I, I could relate more to house and dance, you know, right. which basically started in Chicago. I was listening to, you know, the, um, 
the mix shows from over there from Bad Boy Bill, uh, from Jumping Julian Perez, from Humpty Vision in LA. And I was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. I mean, DJ Irene. Yeah, yeah, she was just here. Yeah, yeah, we just had her on Sunday. That was awesome. It was just stuff that I was listening to, and I wanted to bring that to our city, you know, and there was very few DJs of us pushing that stuff. And there was no DJs really pushing it on radio, and I get it. American radio is very corporate America. It's who's stuffing whose ass with money, you know, and that's basically that's basically like this label is saying this is going to be a hit. And I'm listening to it. And I'm like, this is garbage. Yeah, but they sunk millions into this, so we're pushing this. Yeah, and that's basically what gets played. Then I met our my you know our boss at my my radio station, and the owner was very open minded, very like, I like this. I like the different. I like you know how it's different. How this is, this is gonna blow up soon. This is gonna you know we were playing the Sophia Lisbeck's murder on the dance floor, which when I heard the first time, I was like, that's awesome. You know, I was hearing the you know the Moonies doves. I was listening to like different. Lasgo's uh, IO and I was just like wow you know this is dan- you could tell dance music and uh, what they call it EDM now which I think is yeah. cheese <laughs> it's just always been dance or house music yeah. and you knew it was about to blow up and honestly the it was going back to guerrilla marketing like so how we call it you know it was just like there was no I couldn't get on Snapchat and be like hey check out this new record it was basically you'd make a flyer you'd basically take it to Kinko's and you'd pass it out at the mall. You'd pass it, we'd go to, we'd go to clubs or we'd pass it out. We made demos and on mixtapes, on literally on mixtape is fire. We'd yeah. make it on a, we'd record <laughs> on a cassette tech and I'd, I'd take it to the, you know, club owners and be like, check me out, man. What yeah. do you think? Let me know what you think. Blah, blah. And a lot of times they're like, get out of here, you know? But you just need that one break. You know, you gotta be consistent. You gotta be persistent and consistent. That's how we saw yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. You know, I was basically that pain in the ass saying, like, hey, let me spin, let me spin. I was a young kid, like, let me spin, dude, let me show you. Like, oh, you know, I, and I'm, I'll never forget, um, my big break came when the late, great Willie Moya, um, who basically owned majority of the clubs in Juarez back in the day. Actually, yeah, I'm familiar he, with the Moya. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, well, you probably know Ricardo. He told me, you know what, um, I'd done a, a 20 below. DJ at 20 bill on a Sunday and by chance he was there and it was his club and, and uh, he's like I like how you play he's like would you ever DJ in Waters I was like yeah I've always wanted to and he's like okay he's like I'm gonna have someone come pick you up he's like be here Wednesday I'm gonna have my, my one of my, my guys pick you up they're gonna drive you there you're gonna play with her I was like oh, excited yeah. well they didn't tell me that Wednesday was the worst night at this place and oh, it, was at, it was at Vertigo and this is you know Vertigo's had been around forever it's been an iconic yeah, club Vertigo's yeah it's been around forever iconic, yeah so I, I don't mean, I don't think I never ever went. When I had gone to Juarez, when I was starting to party in Juarez, uh-huh. it was in high school, my sophomore year. Because out there in Juarez, they're super lenient, right? They're the dirty derby. <laughs> yeah, dirty yeah. derby and all that. So I never got to experience the the old maybe chamucos. Yeah, you know the cha- yeah the you got the end of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did catch the end of it before it got a little um, heated over there, but. It was definitely a different. It's a different world, vibe, yeah. and and you know what? The first time I went over there to play, literally, I was a teen, and it was a Wednesday. They picked me up. They, I remember there was twenty people at that place. Everyone was just sitting around drinking, and um, he got he. I got up there with my record crate because I used to I DJ with records back then. Yeah, and he tells it wasn't on your. It wasn't on my. No, it wasn't on my laptop. Nothing. It was yeah. just you know. And he tells me he's like, if you can make people dance, you got the job, and I was just like. All right, you know, so like, your audience was yeah, twenty people. Twenty people, twenty people. I'll never forget that. And I started DJing, and I was playing stuff that they weren't playing there. You know, I was playing yeah. a lot of the, the different stuff. Like back then, it was very um, Latin oriented. What they were playing in Juarez, I was mixing that, but I was doing it with the American flavor. And lo and behold, they started dancing. Yeah. Within about 
30 minutes of me mixing, he comes up, and I'll never forget, he used to, to climb up a ladder into the DJ booth. And he climbed up, and I remember his half, half his body coming up, and he's like, you're hired. He's like, I want you here Thursday through Sunday. And I was like, was like good day. Yeah, like, I was like, oh, my God. And I was just like, oh, my God, we're going to bump. How old are yeah. you at this point? I want to say I just turned, I just turned about 17. 17. Yeah, 17. Age has nothing to do. Oh, yeah, 17, yeah. That, that's insane. Yeah. So talk about now, you know, it was tough out there mm-hmm. to get your name out there. The flyers, mm-hmm. it was a lot more face-to-face oh, interaction. Yeah. And I think a lot of even people trying to make it now, you know, mm-hmm. with DJing or, or just musically, mm-hmm. um, they're still doing the whole... Yeah. The whole... Uh, well, now they're uploading it now to like a SoundCloud or right, right. Yeah. So talk about that, 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 that shift that, you know, over the last 10 years, social media has... It's made it a little bit easier, mm-hmm. I think, in my opinion, to kind well, of get your name out there. Well, marketing is everything. I've always learned that. You know, at an early age, I was like, if no one knows me, how are they going to book me? Yeah. You know, that's, that's, I sat down and I thought, I want to be, it was one point where I just sat down and I said, I want to be a household name. You know, I made up my mind that I was going to put in work. I was going to do free events. I did a ton of those. Any upcoming DJ, you know, when you start, you're not going to make cash. Honestly, you're not. It's, yeah, you're going to pay your dues. Did you have a full-time job at the time? Uh, yeah, you know what I did? I, I was, you know, basically I was kind of in the mix of like, what am I going to do in my life? You yeah. know, my, do I want to go to college? Do I want to, you know, I had started college, but it just never got my attention. I knew I was smart. I knew I was intelligent, but I hated, you know, I hated just sitting there in class and be <laughs> yeah. like, you know, nah, you know, it just, it wasn't me. It right. wasn't me. You know, it, I mean, I knew what the, you know, I knew what it, what it could get me, but then I thought, Eventually, I'm just going to work for someone else. You know, I always had that in the back of my mind. You, you know, I've always said, be your own boss. You know, yeah. you, I, you're going to work for someone else all your life. You're going to make this amount of salary, and that's as much as you're going to go with this degree or this degree or this degree. You know, everything has its limits. Why not be limitless? You know, and that's how I always thought of it. And I mean, just basically, um, I, I knew I had to brand myself. I worked. <laughs> I did my, I had a full-time job. I, was, I worked at man I worked forever from driving delivery trucks with uh, a little subdivision of um, uh, Coca-Cola that would stock vending machines oh my dad worked for Coke too. oh yeah well it was it was a company called AVS it was hilarious oh, okay. man but it was like a it was like subcontracted out so we'd drive and I'd stock vending machines and I remember I'd have to get up at 4 in the morning and usually the guys routes the the you know, the veteran droughts, they were done by like eight o'clock. I I would stay till like six because I was so slow. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I was scrawny trying to carry. Food. I remember doing the barracks at Fort Bliss and the soldiers helping me carry stuff because no it was so heavy for me. Yeah, I was just, you know, doing that. I had a job at all that music. Um, cool. Worked at worked in a restaurant for a little bit. And I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. So, I mean, basically, yeah, I was balancing everything. And I depended a lot on the nightlife and um, DJing to really for a big source of income you know which really back then it wasn't much to tell you the truth (laughs) so at what point did did this really become a full time at what point in your career did it become a full time was it after those two years of of doing that mix you know what I think um, I fell in love with radio because I used to do a radio show called um, uh, there used to be a radio station called 107.5 Vida and that's one of our old radio stations with my the company that I'm with and I was, that's the station I would literally, guys, I would literally record, it was me and a, a, a guy by the name of Danny Pisenio who lives in San Antonio, he's a music producer. And it was, he's the one that approached me, he's like, hey Cage, you know, I know you're passionate about this. I met him at a record store um, here called One World Style. And he's like, hey, you're playing a very different sound from all these other DJs. Yeah. Like, I like this, you know, why don't you do a mix for us? I was like, oh my God, really? Be, oh my God. And I didn't, it was basically pirate radio. So 
what it is is we would record on the cassette decks, on, or literally on a cassette deck, record our mixes. Friday, me and him would drive him to Juarez in my old Celica. No air <laughs> conditioner. We'd drive him to my Celica um, across, the, uh, across the border into Juarez, into the, what we call the, the DJ booth, the cabina. So it was, it's basically, it looked like a, um, it literally looked like a, a clinic. But it was radio stations. Like, all, all of them was individual little stations. Like little yeah. cubicles. And back then, the DJ was literally putting CD from CD. It wasn't programmed, like, automated, like, computer systems that we have now. So we take it, and we, we you know, we'd write on my mix. Okay, this one's going to air from 9 to 10. This one's going to air from 10 to 11. This one, And we'd stack them. We'd tape them. And we'd leave them there, and then we'd drive so back. Really, yeah. You don't know how many times I got stopped by the cops in Juarez, by the Federales. You know, it was crazy. And, and <laughs> how much yeah, back and forth. Yeah, back and forth. Yeah. And they kind of started getting the window. You know, they keep traffic. They keep tabs. Who's coming in? Who's coming out? They really do. And, who's, this, who's this guy? With yeah. All these yeah. And, and after a while, they, they started knowing me, you know? And after a while, then, you know, I, I was working in Juarez. I was working for this. And I remember my boss gave me a card telling me, if you ever get stopped, just show him this and you'll be good. And I never knew what he meant. And I'm like, all right. So many nights I got stopped in Juarez just because I had American plates. I had my Texas plates. And I show them down. They're like, okay, go ahead. You know, just like the way you see in the movies. It was like that. I didn't know what was going on. I was, <laughs> like, what I was dumped on it too. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, cool. I was like, all right. It's my boss's, you know, it's a <laughs> business card. All right. You know, I'd just go and work and come back and, you know, that was that was my life, you know. But, yeah, I mean, that's how really the come up was, man. It was just really, really what I call guerrilla marketing. It was getting in people's faces yeah. saying, check out my mix or doing car shows here, doing events, doing... And I, 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 if any opportunity I had to DJ back in the day, I would do it. Just so people could see my face and I could put my brand out there. I used to have a, a banner that I would carry and hang, hang over when I would mix oh, that yeah. would display my name. There was no social media plugs. There was we didn't have no handles. You know, there was no yeah. nothing. There was no nothing. There was no at Johnny K. No, I remember when the internet Follow came me. on. <laughs> I remember, you know, I was like, damn, this is gonna be, this is weird. You know, I remember yeah. trying. It was to confusing. Down. I think yeah. like everybody. Yeah, it was like, know? I can do what with this? You know, yeah. was, I didn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's going to space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you I mean? Yeah. Where? <laughs> Where? <laughs> Where? I'm gonna Where's the wires here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was super weird. But that it transition, really I think it's. Just in general, the internet and, and social media in general has just changed the, the world yeah. that we live in. Oh, yeah. Well, you see it as marketing, too. You know yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I see everything being marketed from yeah. real estate agents to, <laughs> yeah. to you know, radio shows yeah, to it's, everything. It's competitive. It. It's competitive and aggressive. But I definitely think that right now there's there's definitely a, a land grab, mm -hmm. you know, with attention and, and with the exposure that you can reach, you know. Oh, yeah. Nowadays, it's it's insane what an ad can do, or, oh, yeah. or how many people it can reach. So absolutely it's crazy. But um, so talk to me about the morning show. How's that been for yeah. you? You know, obviously everybody, anybody that's going to work at that time yeah. is, is listening to you and laughing with you. I know there's a bunch of characters and, and things that you guys talk about in topics. So how's that been over the last couple of years for you? You know what? It's been it's been amazing. I've been truly blessed. I mean, I started off doing nights and it's funny because this is how much I didn't really know about radio when I started. I was doing nights and I loved it. You know, I love nights. I was like, I get to interact with kids and how amazing and this and that. And then one day my boss calls me in and says, uh, our general manager calls me in and says, hey, you know what? We want you to do afternoons. Yeah, and I was coffee. heartbroken. <laughs> I was heartbroken. I was like, afternoons? Why? And I was like, oh, it was a three to seven shift. I'm like, oh, man, do I suck now? And they're like, no, you know, I think it's just time for you to transition, this and that. Right. What I wasn't seeing is that they were going, they were seeing my maturity level as far as age-wise was I wasn't relating to my crowd at night anymore. It was more, you know, because at night you tend to have more kids. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you're not really targeting that audience... 
you're losing ratings. Radio is yeah, all yeah. about ratings, you know? And th- those are all trackable. Yeah, well. absolutely. Absolutely. So did afternoons. I was heartbroken. And then I was like, wait a minute, this is a good move. You know, I, I thought it was a bad move. You started seeing yeah, I started interacting seeing, with yeah. more people that it was you different. wanted to interact. It was a very different, especially a drive at five, which is a very important drive time. We call it peak hour in radio. Yeah. And um, about, was it, I have eight years now? I want to say eight or seven years. I don't even know how long I have on the mornings. You know, they approached me about doing the mornings, you know, being, hey, you want to do the mornings? And I was like, absolutely, you know. Um, when I started out on 104, I basically brought my brought Javi along. I brought my brother along because I've known Javi for a long time. I met him at a record shop, and um, and all that music and all that music. Well, yeah, you're there? yeah, well, I was working there. <laughs> I hired Javi. Well, no, I didn't hire Javi, but they hired Javi and then they fired me. And I trained <laughs> Javi and then they fired me. Yeah, go figure. <laughs> yeah, so that's that was a funny story about us. But honestly, like, you know, I, you know, Javi's been my right hand man at you know any radio show I've done. You know, I, I've always gotten in. I've always kicked the door open for for my friends and guys that have just, you know, Hey, you know what, man? Like I want to show my music and I want to showcase my stuff. And yeah. I, I, the good thing is too, that you guys have a really good chemistry. Like, well, it's cause we know each other. We literally grew up. up. We were, we were from San Jose street, right down the, down the lower Valley. We're literally uh, two minutes. By Valley, right? Yeah. Well, it's kind of like Riverside. I grew up in the Riverside, uh, okay. but yeah, it's literally I'm from the lower Valley. Too. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it's lower just, Valley kids never die. Yeah. No, but it's, I'm just kidding. But it's, it's weird because like, you know, we grew up down, not too far away from each other, and we were always together. I mean, we, we hung out we hung out so much, we kind of knew, like, everything about each other. Right. You know, and that's what translates on the radio. When I got approached with the morning show, I, had, I, I did my homework. I started learning more about radio. I started seeing, okay, what, what are we lacking? What are we missing? I listened to, you know, what we had, and I was just like, okay, cool. I was like, I sat there, and I'm like, I'm not very, I, I have my political stances, but I'm not very political because, to me, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, vote. It's going to make a change. Yeah, absolutely. You do that. But honestly, there's a lot of us that are <laughs> realistic. And yeah, the way I see it, I was like, it doesn't matter who's in office. Blah, blah, right? It's not right. going to change. We're still going to be screwed up. You know, <laughs> whatever. And, and it's funny because it was always that thought process. And I was like, okay, I don't want to take that approach because you could turn on another radio show and that's what they're talking about. Or you can turn on, they're talking about politics. They're very serious. Right. I just want to make people laugh, man. I want to make yeah. people remember you know what, life's fun, you're here a short time, make the most of it, and, you know, laugh, you know, and that's, that was how I wanted to have that more home, hometown feel, Yeah. how people, when I talk about, you know, oh, all the white people live on the west side, it's, you know, it's stereotyping, well, oh, all the Mexicans live in the lower valley, and all the ghetto lives in the northeast, yeah. and, all, and all the new people from Mexico live in the upper east side, <laughs> yeah, yeah. people know what we're talking about, yeah. you, that's the, if you've lived here all your yeah, life, you can relate, yeah, yeah. You, and you even relate. like when we talk about, like, I'm very blunt, man. I don't sugarcoat nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, when I talk about like, hey, Chico's got to go back to that that government cheese that we like, you know, they changed the cheese and we knew it. They changed yeah. the cup. We knew it. You know, it's it just, you got to be from El Paso to get it, you know? Yeah, definitely. And that's the feel that I wanted to give everyone. Like, I wanted, I wanted to, when you're driving the radio to hear, I mean, when you're listening to the show, basically like you're talking to your friends. Yeah. You're sitting around basically talking about you just you know shooting the hoo-ha whatever yeah you know especially with all that negative negativity that mm-hmm. you see in facebook and, mm-hmm. and social media um i think they've gotten a lot better on filtering it but mm-hmm. i've i've even heard you guys say on the radio like there's been some bad stuff that's happened all across the country in the world mm-hmm. and instead of talking about it i've heard you guys say like hey this is we're trying to lighten up the mood we're, yeah you know we're trying to make you guys have a good time yeah and and that's what I think it's all about too. That's what that's what I really think has a better impact than us having to hear and see it on Facebook and then having to hear it on the radio. On the radio, yeah. Well, it's yeah. kind of like it goes back to 
you know, what's entertainment, what's media, what's what should be said and what shouldn't be said. Everyone has opinions. It's like nowadays it's so easy for someone to, you know, pick up a microphone and just say their thoughts and opinions. The way I see it, I was like, look, there's certain issues that I do want to touch, especially when it comes to our youth, because our youth is what's going to take care of us. That's our future. So I think in, in, a, in that sense, yeah, absolutely, I'm going to talk about school shootings. Absolutely, I'm going to talk about stuff that affects them directly. I have a 13-year-old son. Yep. I mean, I, I want him to hear, like, you're right, you know, it's not cool to do this. It's not yeah. cool to do that because I think if they're not getting that proper guidance or leadership at home, then someone's got to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, and as much as it, it might even be hypocritical, right? I'm saying, you know what? Oh, well, I don't want to be a ro- the role model. No, it's not that I'm not trying to be a role model. It's that you should man up to being a parent, you know? Mm-hmm. But if you're not, then, I mean, who's who's listening? If they're listening to me, I don't want them hearing me saying a bunch of negative stuff to where it, it influences their mind, Definitely. you know? So I, I, there, there are some important issues that I will tackle, but as far as political stuff, I kind of really stay away from that yeah. just because... Everyone has opinions on that, yeah. you know? Is there a certain pressure that you feel being on radio and having the influence that you do have? Um, is there a pressure to say, to not say certain oh, things? Oh, I've been my tongue many times. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. There's some times that I want to, you know, absolutely I'm human, man. Yeah. Uh, there's some times that I'm there, you know, wanting to like just pee on people's Cheerios. <laughs> yeah. And then I sit there and I think we're all human. We're all, you know, we're all, we all make mistakes. We all basically, we all mess up. Right, but yeah, it, it, there's been some times that I bite my tongue, and trust me, sometimes I've I've been loose lipped and I've said and they bit me in the butt. You know, it, it's just like okay, cool. Well, I mean, and I'll stand behind my word and or the joke I made or something, and it's just it is what it is. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> how do you how do you feel being on radio has really helped build your brand? Because not only are you doing the morning show, right? You you have some other endeavors. Yeah, that you've kind of uh, dabbled been, into. Yeah. Well, you know, I I uh, I've always been one to. I've always been one that I wanted I've always wanted more I've always wanted to see what I can do and it's funny because a lot of people are like oh yeah I think you know here in El Paso we have um, a very big issue with people being negative and being hate not really I don't want to say haters I just want to say they're just I don't know I don't know if it's a Hispanic thing or maybe just an El Paso thing where when someone sees you succeeding they want to pull you down yeah instead of supporting each other like hey man that's awesome can you help me? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe reaching out a hand and maybe helping someone. You know, yeah. thing. I think that's been um, one of the, the, the differences that I've seen definitely. You know, like, it, it's just sometimes you, you I don't know, it, it's it's a gut check, I guess you could say. You know, being being in radio, I, I've i learned a lot. It's helped me a lot. I'm, I'm blessed to have landed what I've done, but it's also, mm-hmm. it's, it's not like I just got the job yesterday and I boom. No, it's been years and years you know decades I mean some of these guys that I'm you know I'm seeing DJ now I mean they were listening to me when they were kids you know yeah. they were basically listening to my mixes and hearing music and they're like oh you know I'm, they'd write to me and hey one of my good friends that you know is a popular DJ I'll never forget when he came up to me and he's like hey man am I good and I listened to his stuff and I was like awesome and I gave him his pointers what he needed to listen to and I mean this is always a learning process still to this day. I'm, I'm still a student. You does, know? does that still happen to this day? Oh, yeah. A lot of people approaching you. And- I get a lot of people approaching me, but unfortunately, the way social media is, a lot of people are like, it's either give me or get, instead of putting in the work. Yeah. You know, I'd rather have someone come up to me and say, hey, man, keep me in mind next time you do an event. It's like, hey, man, 
you're kind of a big, you know what, because you don't put me on this or you don't do this or you can't get me here or you can't do this. And I've literally, or same thing with musicians or, you know, bring me their, their songs and they're like, hey man, that's kind of messed up. You don't, you can't play this and all that. You know, you're not, you're, you say you're from El Paso, but they don't understand it's a process on radio. You know, yeah, it's, a, it's a long process. It's um, not like you could just go and shout I out wish everybody. No, or just play everyone's spot. music. I mean, yeah. that, there's also, you know, I also have a boss that I have to answer to. Definitely. You know, that's what it comes down to. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> so how how have you how have you been able to kind of use your influence to kind of build your brand? Um, you know, not only are you doing the whole radio thing, but now you've taken on other endeavors. Yeah. Like we were talking about um, you're also getting into the nightlife scene. Well, know? yeah, I mean, I, I I did a you know I got offered an opportunity to, a couple of years back to partner up, and I did. And you know, like in anything, not every every endeavor is going to be a home run. Right. You know, but you're going to fall, you're going to get back up, you know, Definitely. or you're going to fall or you're going to stay down. You choose me. I chose to get back up. Um, and I, I, I really appreciated what it's done for me because it's taught me. I think it's really taught me what people are about to yeah. tell you the truth. I think you learn when you start talking money or when you start talking business, you learn people's true colors. Definitely. You really learn what type of person they are. You really learn what type of, what type of people are out there and what type of good and bad. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's definitely been an amazing experience. It's influenced, you know, the radio has helped me tremendously, you know, with my name, of course, which has made me, and people are like, oh, you have it easy. No, it's, I still got to go out there and, you know, market. I still got to go out there. This has been since you were yeah. 13, 14. You know? Yeah. You know, I had, you know, I had my first, you know, cl- um, shot at a, at a owning a, or being a co-owner at a club. It was a learning experience, man. There's yeah. a lot of stuff that I didn't know about the business that I thought I knew. You know, and and now where I'm at, I mean, it's it's now it's opening different doors, um, to where not only am I throwing events, but I'm also you know handing in certain events that are big or just, just overall nightlife in general. You know, I like I like I've always been a part of it. You know, yeah. You know, I, I wanted to always. I'm very. Um, I'm always thinking, okay, what's next? Definitely. And I wanted to, you know, when it came to nightlife, I was like, okay, well, what's next? You know, what what, this is cool, but. What else is out there? I, I want to spread my wings a little bit more, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So that's that's the direction I'm headed headed in, and it's been amazing. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I love the the nightlife experience. Uh, owning a club has its has its uh, glory days, and it's got its headaches. Yeah, definitely. for sure. You know, you you know, you're only hot for so long, and then what's next? Yeah. You know, and that's everything. Yeah, definitely. Where do you see right now? the El Paso nightlife industry where do you see it right now because I know obviously like everybody knows mm-hmm. El Paso knows how to party yeah there's, absolutely there's a lot of fun places yeah. that you could hang out here but you know talking a little bit about that you know everything has its its ups and everything mm-hmm. has its yeah. down especially nightclubs you've seen a lot of clubs come up and clubs come down real quick so where do you feel the nightlife industry is right now in El Paso right now I think we're at a plateau um, and, and it's it's a trend it's a circle it's a trend it's a circle Basically, you know, the bar scene is real big right now. Mm-hmm. Everyone's doing the bars, the patios. Eventually, that'll die out, and then something is going to come that's different. I mean, there was a moment where everyone thought downtown was going to pick up again or this is going to pick up again. And I'm happy to see a lot of areas that are booming again, like downtown and, like, Cincinnati. You know, for a while, Cincinnati was a ghost town, you know? Yeah. And that so- happened when I left to Miami. I came back, and I was like, what happened? Like, yeah. Cincinnati yeah. was, was hot. Now it's it's starting to pick up yeah. again, and now you're seeing downtown so much money and oh yeah, being poured they, into they're it. They're starting to do the, so the, the right thing. Yeah. I just think I think um, 
there's a niche for everyone. There's there's something for everyone. There's more than enough people for everyone. That's why I was like, don't be discouraged to open a place because there's more than enough people for you. Definitely. You know, I always I've always said that it's just like in anything. You know, you're always gonna have your you're gonna have your ups and downs. You just gotta reinvent yourself and, and rebrand yourself. Like yeah, definitely. There's no shortage of success. Mm-hmm. I think you know. Absolutely, absolutely. It's super important. You, you just always push the envelope. Um, you know, I, I did that with music, man. I mean, it, it was. I still remember when I was DJing. I I drop rock into my sets, and people were like, "What the hell? What do you mean? What are you? What are you? Why are you playing Guns N' Roses? Why are you playing Metallica? Well, I was like, something different. Or why are you playing a cumbia? Why are you playing a corrido? You know, I've always incorporated my ethnicity with like my sets because I'm proud of where I come from. I'm yeah, proud of my Mexican heritage. I'm proud of being Hispanic and Latino. And I think we need to, you know, show our kid not, not. I guess so much not so in, excuse me I guess uh, to remind our kids be proud of what you are and where you come Definitely. from whatever race that is yeah you know I'm just speaking for my own yeah and you and you do hear it in your music oh yeah and it, it's cool like you'll be hearing a regular mix and uh, and then all of a sudden it's like some some Mexican style yeah. little twist <laughs> and you're like holy yeah. shit you're just driving and you yeah. know it, it's really cool to hear that and incorporate that and even in your morning show you, you incorporate a lot of the the Hispanic mm-hmm. culture and and humor into yeah. it, so it's really cool to incorporate that and, and keep it really local. I think that's what's really helped you, you know, yeah. build. Oh, absolutely. You for yourself, that's been uh, that's been um, that's been very important to me, especially with my father being a, a musician, um, Tejano and Mexican music. It's been very important for me to never forget that, never forget yeah. your roots, whatever your root is, whether you know it's English or Spanish music, whatever. Definitely. You know, be proud of what you are and be proud of who you are. Yeah. What uh? What are some of your biggest lessons that you've you've kind of learned or had to go through in mm-hmm. the years that you've been building your brand, uh, in radio and in music? What are some of the biggest lessons that you've kind of you learned? Know? Yeah, I would probably say don't burn your bridge. Don't burn bridges. You never know when you're gonna have to cross them again. You know, and and I made that mistake. I've I've burned bridges. I'm, I'm human as well. I've um, I've had to swallow my pride. And yeah. not even I'm not even a very prideful dude. I've just had to swallow whatever it was I had and I was like you know what I, I got to chill out and I got to talk to this person again or I said something to offend someone and I went back and I apologized you know I, I'm, I've always been the person to I don't believe in holding grudges I don't believe in holding hate in your heart or anger in your heart but I think that's one of the biggest things I've ever learned was don't burn bridges because you never know when you're going to need that person or or just that those persons again yeah definitely <laughs> that's been I my think in, in business period you know yeah, like amen yeah and anything because you never know like you could be working for somebody right now but in 10 years want to take on mm-hmm. you know your own business your own endeavor and you've burned all the bridges that you've ever yeah. connected and that's something that you know your network is your network your net worth yeah. I think you know so it's really absolutely important. that might be the person that helps you up definitely you know definitely. it's true yeah yeah so Cool, man. So, talking a little bit about El Paso, mm-hmm. uh, Johnny, what are what are some of your, uh, you know, kind of visions for El Paso in the next 10 years? Obviously, you've, you've been able to see not only the nightlife mm-hmm. over the last couple of years, you've been able to see radio and just music in general, the yeah. influence on music that the city has kind of adapted to. Talking about EDM and, yeah. and house music, it's really come back full force. I think El Paso is one of the biggest EDM Absolutely. cities. Uh, influence cities so where do you see El Paso going in the next 10 years and 
you know, with this influence that we've had so far? Well, you know, I definitely see us in the right in the right direction. Um, I've always, I say this constantly on my radio show. We're a, we're a big city with a, mo- a small city mentality. We need to break that. Um, there's a lot of people, not only young, there's also old that want to see it go in the right direction and move, you know, towards getting to where we need to be. I, I really do see us growing. We're growing. Um, as you see, not only the east side, the west side is growing. I mean, anywhere you look, they're building stuff. You know, we got to be acceptant more, a little bit more acceptant to change. Right. Um, and I think that's been the biggest thing, especially for people that are set in their ways. But I definitely think we're in the right direction. You know, we can get some better, better paying jobs down here. Definitely. Um, we can get some better, even people that are scared to, you know, jump into the business world. Take a chance. You never know that leap of faith can be the biggest, the, the best leap you've ever made. Or right. the best decision you've ever made. And you're going to find your faith. You're going to find your face. You know, but I definitely see, I definitely see us growing in the right direction, and it's exciting to see not only musically but uh, you know economically. Um, it's a beautiful thing because I always thought it was going to take us about a hundred years to get there. Yeah, and we've done it in about less than twenty. <laughs> yeah, I I think El Paso's really transitioned into yeah. you know the direction of getting into becoming a big city, you know, mm-hmm. the big city that. I think we deserve. Yeah. Um, and just seeing that transition, I think I know exactly what you're talking about with people here being a little closed minded mm-hmm. um, to the growth and to to accept things that are. Well, look at the Chihuahua Stadium. Yeah, you know, yeah. That was the biggest debate in El Paso. Oh my God, it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. Worst, worst idea ever. Yeah, I was in oh Florida hearing yeah. about it, and I was like, dang. It was the biggest fight, and I remember you know there was people protesting and marches, and I'm like. And then it's turned out to be the greatest thing that's happened to El Paso. Yeah. You know, by far. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I really, I'm excited. I mean, that's really what made me want to move back from my, I was living in Miami. Oh, so, yeah. You um, can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but seeing the growth out here, I came to visit and I was like, holy shit, you know, the city's getting big. There's so yeah. much money being poured into it. So much development that's happening. So it's really crazy. Um, what advice, talking about entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. I think a little bit more people are being more accepted mm-hmm. and and pursuing that type of lifestyle. Absolutely. You know, uh, talking a little bit about entrepreneurship, what advice would you have for somebody that is wanting to pursue, you know, oh, you're going, your phone's going crazy. Yeah. This guy's popular. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be closing off soon. But, <laughs> but what advice would you have for that, you know, that entrepreneur that is starting off or thinking about starting off that business? Yeah. Um, what, what advice would you have for them? Don't be scared. You know, you're, you're going to have your ups. You're going to have your downs. You're going to fall. Get up. You know, I'll, if it's not going to be you, it's going to be someone else. You know, be a risk taker. Be, you know, you never know until you're going to try. I used to be so scared of change. I was one of them. I was the one that was always like, you know what? I'm, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, I'm, I'm okay here, but oh, do I want more? It was never really, it wasn't, you know, really wasn't about money. It's sad. It was more about breaking out of my comfort zone. Yeah. You know, I never thought about that. Like, man, this is what's going to, it was more about, oh man, can I do this? And then having the confidence in yourself, you know, you got to believe if whatever you're good at, if you're good at painting, be a good painter, be the best you can be. If you're good at DJing, be the best you can be. If you're good at, you know, selling whatever, be the best you can be. Practice your craft, you know, see it as an art. You know, that's how I see DJing. A lot of people see it as like, oh, it's a way to get chicks and free drinks and popular. (laughs) No, it's, a, it's for me, it was a platform to push music that I love. Yeah. It was a platform to, you know what, to showcase a, a, a different side of the music industry. Um, but as far as entrepreneur, being, being an entrepreneur, 
I just think like, you know, you just, you can't be scared. You gotta be fearless. It's, it's a cutthroat business and whatever it is. And there's always going to be competition and your competition will always make you better. You know, Definitely. it's always a good thing. I mean, I'm in the nightlife. You got bars opening up all around us. You know, trust me, I'm, I'm, I have a place on the side of Wilson where there's places just opening left and right. Yeah. And everyone's trying to outdo each other with like, okay, this girl's going to have pasties on tomorrow. This girl's going to come <laughs> with nothing tomorrow. And that's basically what the night, that's the nightlife in a nutshell right now. Right. It's not, you know, the, before it used to be like, hey, I'm going to go here because Johnny's playing. Or I'm going to go here because this guy's playing. Which it or, used to, I remember yeah, like, it was like DJs that. were the headlines. It was absolutely Now like it's that. the girls that are the headlines. It's the bartender that's the show. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, okay, you know, go and hear this. You know, and that's, that's basically why I've been very selective of when I play out, you know, if I do an event, it's, it's got to really have my interest. I mean, I do a very popular night here called the Noches de Juarez. Yeah. And I started that night and I was just like, you know what? I just want to do it so I could take it back to, you know, just remember like we used to dance nowadays. It's who's popping champagne. Who's popular. Who's blowing, yeah, yeah, yeah. who's blowing money. Okay, cool. I get it. You know, yeah. you're cool. But IG likes. Yeah. Name, you know. Back in the day, it wasn't like that. It was, you went on a date, you dance, you met girls, you met guys, whatever, you know, whatever you, your thing was, you had fun, you listened to music. You drank, you went home and, you know, do what you did, had to do, you know, yeah. but I think, um, I think the game's definitely changed, but I mean, you can never be scared of change. You know, right now, whatever phase you're in or whatever step of, of life you're in, I, I was always thinking, how am I going to grow from this? You know, what, what I don't, I don't just want to be here. You know, that's when, you know, the Cirrus XM thing came to me and I heard my opportunity. I heard the door kind of creep open and I'm like I'm gonna kick this shit open yeah that's yeah. how it was and that's how I saw it you know and I, I I'm proud of it it's something that I've worked my butt off for and and that's global right? yeah well yeah that, that, you know that's that's what's funny because I was always getting told oh you're just a local this local this and I'm <laughs> like no I'm not <laughs> I'm just like I'm not so local anymore channel man. 13 yeah, I'm just you know what I do my thing now yeah. <laughs> that's cool whiskey. it's delicious actually <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to finish it but it's gonna be a little tough um <laughs> But that's that's really cool, man. I'm I'm really happy for you that you've been able to see that success. Thank and, you. And grow not only into a local DJ, but you know, a worldwide DJ. Yeah. Like people now anybody could be listening to your. Yeah, show. I got friends your, in Japan listening. Yeah, yeah. Your everywhere. audience oh, yeah. must be from everywhere. You know. It's amazing. Uh, now the, uh, it's funny what this will do, and how it will kick doors open. Um, especially, and it just shows the power of social media, the power of satellite radio just it's so different now it, it's yeah. very i mean i got people following me from russia germany um new zealand people like where can we hear more of your stuff you know i always direct them to my mix cloud where i upload all my mixes as well that you hear on um, sunday nights i'm on sundays on Sirius xm so talk to us real quick where can people find your mixes mm -hmm. where can people follow you on mm -hmm. instagram uh, what are your handles that way uh, oh, on instagram uh, i'm at cage 915 that's k-a-g-e 915 that's the same thing for um my Snapchat um, on Facebook I have it open to the public it's just Johnny Cage J-O-H-N-N-Y-K-A-G-E my mixes I have a I have mixcloud.com backslash Johnny Cage 19 um, or just hit me up and I'll send you a mix <laughs> just, just text yeah. the guy <laughs> or just turn on your radio I'm on the yeah. mornings uh, I'm on the mornings for sure I'm, 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 I'm sure you'll hear me on the mornings what time is your morning show start at? Uh, the morning show starts it's from, we're on from 6 to 10 a.m. Monday to Friday. Have you become a morning person? Were you always a morning person? No, I was never a morning person. Did you have to now. kind of? <laughs> yeah, I am now. You uh, love coffee, huh? I am now, now I'm trying. I'm, I'm that old man that wants to go to bed at 10. I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's time to go to bed. Big old yeah. Ahead of me. <laughs> That's cool, man. Well, I really appreciate you being on. Um, last question I'd like to end off with. What are a couple of your favorite places here in El Paso? One to eat, mm -hmm. uh, another to go out, and another to, to chill. To have just a quiet night. 
Uh, to eat, man, there's been there's so many. It's so unfair to just name one, but in El Paso, right? In El Paso, so much good food out here. I would definitely say, um, you know what? I like crave a lot. I like crave. That's one of my my my, my second version on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. I like crave a lot. Uh, to relax and or to go out, uh, it's got to be my own place. House party. House party. Yeah, definitely house party. Around Saragossa, right? Saragossa and Excuse me. Yeah. Um, or any or any night you see me playing, that's my favorite place. Uh, and chill. As far as chill, at home. Home. Yeah, nothing like a, a nice night. The at family. Home. Yeah, just watching. Watching my favorite Netflix. Hell yeah! What's there your favorite is. Netflix show? El Chapo. El Chapo. <laughs> I like watching those movies, man. I like watching the, I like watching the uh, documentaries and all that stuff. But yeah, I like that. Or something gangster. about Pablo Escobar. Yeah, I like all the gangster ones. <laughs> yeah, Pablo's been popular on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, so it's like a thousand and one different documentaries. Yeah, no, I, I watch a lot of Netflix uh, yeah. gangster specials. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, Johnny, I appreciate you again, man. Cheers. And thank, thank you for thank having you me. For, yeah, thank you for being oh, on. Uh, to everybody listening and watching, make sure you guys tune in next. Wednesday um, we're gonna be special guests we're gonna have special guests every single Wednesday uh, just like Johnny Cage make sure you guys follow him also and check out his music this guy's really the voice of El Paso uh-huh. thank you and I'm super honored to have you on man appreciate thank it thank you appreciate thank it thank you again thank you appreciate it